Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape. We are Agape Europe, a community of people who make Jesus known. So lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck. I work in the Berlin City Hub in Germany. And I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. In today's lockdown lore, we once again want to take about 10 minutes to hear from one of our famed humans of Agape, who shares one story, one idea, or one verse that seem relevant for this time. This time round, we travel to the great city of Berlin, Germany, to hear from Barbara Jackson. Barbara is a fierce leader of the campus ministry and a rockstar mom, and she talks about those moments when in lockdown life, the meaningful and the menial collide. Here she is. Thank you very much for having me, Jochen. It is an honor to be part of the Humans of Agape Club. My name is Barbara Jackson, and I grew up in beautiful southern Germany and now live in the great city of Berlin with my husband, Stu, and our little son. A good story. Don't you just love a good story? The people who can tell great stories are often the people who do what I like to call walk into the story. In every situation in life, there is this imaginary line. Some people stop at that line, and some people cross that line. They turn that corner, they talk to that seemingly crazy person, they ask another question. They keep walking, and then they find themselves in a story. And I love hearing those stories. As humans, we're made to live in a story. God invites us to walk into his story. His story is so much grander and more glorious than any of the small stories that we could write for our own lives. That's one of the reasons why I love working for Agape, because I get to be a part of God's bigger story. I get to be a part of what he's doing in students' lives around the world. I get to be a part of the grand story where the God of the universe calls people into a relationship with himself. But if I'm honest, recently it has been hard to feel like I am a part of God's bigger story. Instead, life has often seemed small and insignificant. Out there is this world in great need and much turmoil, yet I feel so limited in my ability to help. Is the little bit of what I'm trying to do making any difference? Is it meaningful? Is it significant? Instead of traveling to all the different corners of Berlin, for example, to meet with staff and students, I'm at home. Instead of coaching at Agape's cultural training in Budapest, I'm at home. Instead of adventure, the repetitive tasks around the house. Instead of a day filled with deep and meaningful conversations, the interrupted days at home with my two-year-old son. I've wrestled with wanting to do things of significance, or somehow I could measure their meaningfulness. And honestly, I have resented the interruptions that seemed to keep me from doing those things. I wanted to live in the grand story of God's kingdom, but instead I felt trapped in the small stories of my days. But 
As he so graciously does, Jesus began to work on my heart and ask me questions. Why did the small stories seem so insignificant to me? What kind of significance am I really looking for? Is it truly about God's story or is it seeking significance for myself to do great things for God that would make my name great? I really love reading, and so I came across this passage in Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together. And if you haven't read that yet, I can highly recommend it. That passage seemed like he had written those words just for me. Let me read a quote to you. Here is what Bonhoeffer says. We must be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. God will be constantly crossing our paths and canceling our plans by sending us people with claims and petitions. We may pass them by, preoccupied with our more important tasks, as the priest passed by the man who had fallen among thieves, perhaps reading the Bible. When we do that, we pass by the visible sign of the cross, raised in our path to show us that not our way, but God's way must be done. It is a strange fact that Christians and even ministers frequently consider their work so important and urgent that they will allow nothing to disturb them. They think they are doing God a service in this, but actually they are disdaining God's crooked yet straight path. They do not want a life that is crossed and balked, but it is part of the discipline of humility that we must not spare our hand where it can perform a service and that we do not assume that our schedule is our own to manage, but allow it to be arranged by God. Only where hands are not too good for deeds of love and mercy in everyday helpfulness can the mouth joyfully and convincingly proclaim the message of God's love and mercy. Bonhoeffer's words really stirred my heart, and I began asking myself questions. Am I willing to walk into the story of the moment, the story that God is putting before me, or am I too preoccupied with chasing after my more important tasks? Do I miss the works God has prepared for me to walk in because I'm running past them to do bigger things? So often we can't see how the seemingly small stories turn out to be the crucial moments in the big storyline. That one conversation the encouraging note, the cup of coffee, the prayer, they can be truly life-changing. But in many ways, we'll never know that this side of eternity. And let's be honest, as humans of agape, we do like to be strategic and productive and efficient. We like our plans and our measurable outcomes. And those things are good. God uses them to give us focus, to use our resources wisely, to get in the right direction but we do work with people. And a wise friend of mine once told me that people are messy. Their needs don't fit neatly into my strategic plans or my weekly schedule. Living in that tension is where I desperately need to learn to depend on the Holy Spirit, to listen to his voice, to let him guide me moment by moment, where to say yes and where to say no, where to stick to the plan and when to embrace the interruption how to have open eyes to see the small things, to see the people that God is putting in my path each day, to believe him for the big things and yet be faithful in the small things, to 
to live in light of the grand story, that story of redemption, and yet to walk into the small story of each day, the stories of God's crooked paths. Am I allowing Jesus to meet me in the interruptions, in the canceled plans, in the small stories? Do I believe that I can know him more in the ordinary moments of life, that he uses the mundane, the ordinary, the repetitive things in life to change me? Or do I run away from those things toward things that matter more or feel more significant? That little person in my life who is responsible for the greatest interruption is also my best teacher, if I let him. His little eyes are filled with wonder as he discovers the beauty and mystery of this world. He walks into every small story of his day with such joy and excitement. A new mud puddle in the park, his favorite song to dance to, friends to play with. He sees the people God puts in his path, the crying boy at the playground, or the elderly lady with the crutches. And he pays attention. He stops to look, to talk, to ask questions. He loves so freely with everything he has. And he has all the time in the world. He brightens every Zoom call with his little personality and brings joy wherever he goes. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Do I actually believe that I can know Jesus more as I lose myself, as I disadvantage myself to advantage others? And then I love this picture, this thought. Am I willing to actually give Jesus the pen each day to let him write the next chapter of the story? And do I believe that he writes each small story into the grand, glorious story of his kingdom? That was Barbara Jackson. She co-leads Agape Student Ministry in Berlin with her husband, Stu. If you like this podcast, why don't you take a minute and send a message to your friends to recommend it to them? And it would be really helpful if you could share our Instagram stories. Speaking about social media, you can find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website, agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck, and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time.